All the ins, all the outs, all the burning questions. Here's to another ONM Live preseason podcast with Gus McLeod and Blake Panda Escott. Pre-season podcast. Not sure what episode we are up to, but we're only five weeks out from the start of the SSNA Ovens and Murray season. We're taking a look at the Wodonga Raiders uh, on our episode today. Blake Panda Escott, Gus McLeod, Chat GPT wasn't my friend. Uh, Gussie as well, Sacked so we're it. skipping past that. But the Raiders are a really interesting look, I think, in, in 2024, of course. Traditionally, playing a lot of finals, you know, sort of 10 years ago under Darren Creswell and so forth, and then Jared Hodgkin. Um, but falling away in the last couple of years, they've got a really, really young list. But I think they're an interesting look coming into 2024. Yeah, they certainly are interesting. And, and the biggest question mark surrounding the Raiders into 2024 is how much development have these young kids that they've blooded? How much rise and improvement do they have in them? Um, we know that some of these young players will uh, relish the opportunity and, and make bigger inroads than some of the others. But I think hopefully it's this season, but it may, may not be for another couple of years to come. The Raiders will reap the benefits of giving so many of these young kids opportunities at such a young age. But I think 2024 has still got a, a bit of a question mark mm. around it about what the, the potential and the capacity is at Birralee Park. Yeah, 100%. Mark Armand as well coming into his third year now as well. Um, we'll and we're going to have a chat with Mark coming up after this. But... Um, you know, how does that sort of look? Cam ellis Yolman as well, we know, is an absolute superstar as an assistant coach. And, and Joel Price also, um, you know, involved in, in the coaching structure. So, um, as I said, I think they're a really interesting look going and, and having a look at, uh, you know, their social media and, 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 you know, announcing of some signings. Looks like they're going to have a bit more depth, and uh, which is fantastic for the Wodonga Raiders. Something they have struggled with over the last couple of years, losing some really big players. But Sam Dunn... Charlie looks a really, really good inclusion from... Uh, well, he's playing and dominating up in the NT he's at the Leighton minute. He's a boy. Yep, Leighton boy. Zach Satore from the Wangaratta Rovers. They've picked up uh, Seb Quirk from the VFL, uh, who's going to align with them. Fletcher Paul from Euroa. And they've picked up a couple of North Albury Ruckman as well and Jackson Casey and Lock Lane Simpson. So... Um, Looks like there's going to be some more depth, but Sam Darley's the big inclusion that they've added to their list. He certainly is, Ben. He's a proven performer. And uh, if our mail serves us correct, he was on the uh, recruiting radar last season as well. And things just didn't quite get there from a from a structural point of view to get him in the Raiders in 2023. They've secured his services. They secured him early. So it suggests that the Raiders were well and truly on the money. Interesting to hear some of these young kids and, and how they're going to go, but also that middle-aged tier as well. Guys like... Well, there's a gap there, isn't there? There's not many of them. Yep. Guys like Big Hickey and, and a few of those other guys that are sort of in that... 22 to 25 year old bracket. There's only a handful of them. Mm. Uh, and then guys like Jack O'Casey and so forth come across to sort of bolster that middle age sort of tier. But there is a, a bit of a, a trend at the Raiders. They've got a few older boys and a few really good older boys and the kids. Yep. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what those kids can do with a few more older boys around them this year. And I think Sam Darley Potentially, you'd imagine he'd slot into the midfield pan. That's where he's playing his footy in the Northern Territory. You get him and Cam Ellis-Yalman throwing the shredder, Brad St. John. That's a pretty solid-looking center bounce first opening uh, weekend of footy. I reckon there's enough there to give the Raiders some optimism. 
One big inclusion for them is the full-time acquisition of, of Tommy Brasher. I think it's going to be massive. Um, obviously, aligned with Richmond VFL over the past couple of years. And, I mean, he's a superstar and he uses the ball so well. I think we can't underestimate a full season out of out of Tommy Brasher, but also Mitch Way as well has been involved. I think he was captain of the Bush Rangers. Yeah, was. He was last year. He's a really, really good young kid, and they got a full season out of him. So these two blokes, a full year, add so much depth and quality to your list. I think you can add Nelson Bowie to that list as well as, as a youngster that is really making massive inroads. And uh, to get those boys like you mentioned, a full season of footy at the Raiders in that senior program, mm. not being um, interrupted by VFL and, and, of course, Coates Talent League duties. I think another positive thing to look at the Raiders as well, Panda, is their thirds uh, finished second on the home and away ladder in season 2023. They finished uh, with 14 wins from 16 games. Unfortunately, they went out in straight sets in the finals. A mm. five-point loss to Lavington, who went on to win the grand final, and then a four-point loss to the Wangaratta Magpies in the first semi-final. So they've lost two finals by a narrow margin, yeah. but they're footy throughout the home and away season. And we know they've got a powerhouse junior program as yep. well. Perhaps we're going to see some of these kids come through from the thirds and become the next wave of Nelson Bowies and, and Mitch Ways and co. So I think there's a lot of optimism around the Raiders. I'm excited to see what they can do. And typically as well, year three of a coaching tenure is normally when you find out a lot about what that senior coach is able to provide for that playing list, the game plan, the structures, the day-to-day life of a football club. I'd imagine everyone at Birralee Park will be fairly settled under Armo's uh, guidance. Yeah, some of those young kids you speak of in the thirds program, um, you know, Connor Howes is one, but I think Armo's yeah, really big on him. Zach Whitsett as well has been in there. Harvey Cribs, and these kids all debuted last year. The Raiders a debuted chance. a lot of kids last year as well. So, uh, you know, that exposure to senior ovens and Murray, hard bodies is only going to, um, you know, only going to hold them in good stead. I do worry the tiniest little bit out, uh, t- tiniest little bit about some of the outs, Gus, and, and, and a little bit of experience. Hayden Clark has is, is, is left the football club. He's aligned with Eltona, I think, in Melbourne. He lives, he lives down there. That hurts them. Alex Daly's gone out to Kiwa as well. That that hurts some. Jake Twycross, um, Shane Munro, all be, he hasn't played much football in the last couple of years. But you know that person around the club, he's gone gone to Mitter and, and and leaves a little bit of experience. So I do worry a little bit about, especially Hayden Clark and Alex Daly, and, and maybe the whole they may leave. But it looks like they have filled um filled these you know filled some of these losses with a bit of depth as well. Yeah, it certainly has. I think one of the things that is important to note though, Panda is. When you've got such a young list, your senior players and your experienced players are almost worth a, a player and a half. Mm-hmm. And when they lose a few guys like Daly and Munro, the work Munro was doing, we might not have seen him on the field, but he would have been doing his rehab at the football club and educating and being a another form of assistant coach Monday, Tuesday, Thursday nights on the track. They've lost that element. So there's no doubt, Pan, I think you're 100% right. It does leave a fair, fairly big gap. Mm. And the Raiders are a club as well because they have so many players come through the doors and they've got a massive reserves program that 
a lot of numbers circulate through. It is hard to get a gauge on what their outs look like yep. prior to round one. We'll learn a lot more when they when we see two sides named on Good Friday, I believe. They're yes, taking, yep. taking on Lavington. So we'll we'll learn a lot more from then. But I think there's there's there is everyone at the Wodonga Raiders and us in the media have the right to be optimistic about what the Raiders can achieve. They showed some really good signs across the last two seasons. They've got some really good players in their best twenty two and it's just gonna be a matter of of what the kids can deliver for them this year. Well, let's find out a little bit more about how pre-season's going and how some of these recruits have fitted in and how everything's going down at the Wodonga Raiders. Mark Armand is a great friend of ours on RM Live is going to join us right after this RM Live pre-season podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Segment two, part two, episode number three. Gus, we are talking all things Wodonga Raiders today as we build up to the start of the SSNA Ovens and Murray season. And this is the part of the podcast where we like to get a guest on. We like to go inside the four walls of the clubs we're speaking about. And there's no better person involved at football and netball land than the head coaches. All are very kind with their time. And we love catching up with Mark Armand at the Wodonga Raiders who joins us on the line, as I said, about five or so weeks weeks out from uh, a very exciting round one where the Raiders get to kick off the year against uh, Lavington at home, Armour. You must be chomping at the bit. Yeah, we are. Um, like most clubs, you're kind of long pre-season and it's getting closer now and so it gets a bit more exciting as the weeks go by. Looking forward to it. Armour, um, obviously it's been a, a bit of a... More active off-season, mm. I think, is a fair way to summarise it. The Raiders this year, you've got your feet well and truly under the desk at Birralee Park and you've really established yourself as the main man for the job now and you've been very active this off-season. Let's talk about a couple of the big recruits because that's what makes footy clubs a lot more excited. It gets the boys coming down to pre-season training that mightn't be the best trainers in the off-season. <laughs> Talk us through some of the, the recruiting that you've done and also the process in which you've gone about it because the Raiders tend to think outside the box a bit normally. Yeah, I suppose we do. Um, we've identified depth as you mm. know, as most clubs would when you're pushing up, trying to push up the ladder as our, as our number one priority. So we've tried to really make some inroads into bringing some better depth into the club. Um, which we feel we've done. We feel like we'll have a lot better depth. We're definitely not a finished product, but um, it, it hopefully will be a bit harder for spots this year for the players who are already here. Um, and we've got a lot more players, um, probably you know, 8 to 12 players, 10, 12 players, fighting for four or five spots now, where in the past we haven't had that. Now, one of those recruits, Sam Darley, is absolutely tearing up the NT competition as we speak. Comes with AFL experience at the Giants and also the Bronga Bulldogs. I believe he's an assistant coach with the Tiwi Bombers at the moment. I mean, you must be uh, absolutely wrapped to have somebody of, of that ilk to be able to come in to what is still a relatively young list and and add some uh, you know add some real firepower in 2024. Yeah, definitely. We. Um... We, we spoke to Sam last year. He, we nearly got it done. It just didn't didn't eventuate. So this year, when once we started talking, he was really keen to jump on board. And it's not just depth; it's it's leadership. We have a real gap in our age profile um, in terms of that middle part of our list, mm. um, on field leaders and guys who can lead by example and have been there and done it. Because as they say, you only you don't know what you don't know. And a young group is exceptionally um, driven. Uh, a lot very talented, but we just need some guys to come in around them to to make them feel a little bit better about themselves out on the ground when when things don't go well. And Sam, yeah, he's all in. I spoke to him again last night, and 
Um, he's obviously had a really good season up there. And, yeah, we can't wait to get him down here and see what he can do in the oven tomorrow. I saw he had um, some ridiculous numbers. I think it might have been before Christmas or something. So really, you know, up around the 40 disposals marks and some uh, up around the 40-odd disposal mark and, um, you know, hitting the scoreboard as well. Where where will he predominantly play in 2024 at the Raiders, Armo? Yeah, he's a double-touch player. So, he's you know, he's probably best suited half-back. He, he can really break the game open um, with his kicking ability and his ability to read the game. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll find his best spot early in the year. It'll be either half-back or through the middle. We do need some midfield um, more talent in there with some top-end talent. We probably That's one area we're, we're still actively looking. Um, if, we, if we get another midfielder, he'll probably start half-back. If we don't, he'll, he'll probably push into the middle. Armo, obviously a player that has come through the ranks at the football club and he's gone on to test himself at, at high level. He's been a bit of a journeyman across the last couple of years, is Tom Brasher, but now he's cemented himself as a full-time player back at Birralee Park. He's going to fill an enormous gap for you guys this year. Yeah, yeah, no, a huge gap. And not just um, from his playing side of it. He's just he's here every week. He's living back here. He's training with us. His pre-season's been really, really solid. Um He's in a really good headspace, and he, he's looking forward to really showing this, the, the comp, um, what he can do, and he will definitely uh, plug into that midfield and play more midfield minutes. And he, he's a type of guy, as you guys would have seen, he's, he's an elite kick. Yep. So we want him using the ball more forward of centre, and hopefully we can hit the scoreboard, because not just him hitting the scoreboard, but him setting up goals. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll provide huge depth through the middle part of the ground in a top liner. You've been able to pick up, as you said, depth at the, at the start of the interview. Um, oh, Zach Satore, I, I saw debut, I think, for the Wangaratta Rovers last year with the dreadlocks. He stands out. Mm-hmm. Fletcher Paul from Uroa. Um, Seb Quirk has aligned with you guys from, from the VFL system at Frankston as well. So there's enough, as you said, uh, a little bit of depth to, to add those, um, you know, the heat on those positions for 2024. You must be excited to bring a couple of these guys in as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and the first one you mentioned, Zach um, Satori. He's been excellent. He's a bit of an unknown for us. He, um, when we spoke to him, he, well, he approached us and we, we sat down and he really wants to have a crack at senior footy. He's clearly got a lot of talent, but he's driven to um, the way he trains and the way he you know, recovers and all his stuff, what he does to get himself up. I think he's going to add some real um, bite to our, to our side. Um, but those other guys you mentioned, they're some quality players and they're a part of that depth we, we spoke about. And then we've got some guys from within. We've got we're lucky at our thirds. We're really really strong last Very year. Very strong, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we've just got a lot more better footballers, to be honest. You know, in real simple terms, um, Archie Scammell, Harry Sweetman. You know, then you got on the back of what we've been doing in your Nelson Bowers and your Charlie St Johns, Ned Twycrosses, um, Mitchell Way. We get back full time mm. after you know playing Bush Rangers for the last few years. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of how has just really jumped out of the box over the preseason. Um, we get a Brock Murray in who's had a few years off. who was a talented junior. So we've got a, a lot of guys who are around that same mark, but they're all you know decent footballers and really really fit. Um, I want to tell us about a player you just mentioned in that little ramble there in Nelson Bowie. He was a name that was unknown to football circles outside of the four walls at Raiders, and he fastly became one of our favourites at O&M Live. But yeah. he, he fastly became a, a pretty good senior footballer and took that next step really well. Do you feel he's got a, another leap in him this season? And what's his off-season been like on the training track? Uh, so, yes, I do. Um, and the off-season, I suppose, wow. Um, he's come back in unbelievable nick. 
He's he's always been an elite runner, um, but you know I think if if coaches ever tell you they don't have favourites that they're lying. Um, <laughs> he's yours, mate. We all do, and and I, I'm I'm unashamedly you know I say that that he's he's a guy who he's a sponge for learning. Um, a lot of guys you talk to in terms of trying to get changes of behaviour in the way they play, and they nod their head. It takes a few weeks, or even not, if not a few months, to see the change. Where he's a guy who you can talk to him once, and he, he takes takes it on board and he implements it straight away. Um, you know, the boys get stuck into him a fair bit. Whenever we say shirts on or shirts off, he's already got his shirt off. <laughs> <That's our laughs> um, so no, I, I think he can. It, it's without putting too much pressure on the young guy. Um, you know, he's got the talent, which is the, the, the big tick. But as you know, there's a lot of talented people who don't do the work and don't um, try and get milk themselves. And he's definitely going to whatever he does in his footy career, he won't leave any stone unturned. The Ruck Stocks, uh, once again, look like you've added a little bit of depth this year, Armo. You've been able to bring across Jack O'Casey. I know he's had some injury problems at North Aubrey over the past couple of years and, and hasn't able to get on the park. But you've added him also, uh, Lockie Simkin, uh, sorry, Lockie Simpson from the Hoppers also. Um, Indy Kotsa, uh, you know, was one that really jumped out of the blocks and excited all of us last year. And I'm sure he'll be involved in some development programs in the Bushies this year and, and Liam Hickey also. So um, you seem to have... Have a few options in the ruck this year. Yeah, we do. We do. We've and where that lands, we're not really sure yet. To be honest, we've um, uh, Big Simo's done the whole preseason, and he's he's growing each week, each night. To be honest, when we watch him train, um, he's obviously had a few years off footy since he was sixteen or seventeen, and played basketball. So he's got a bit of learnings to do. Um, and and then those other guys you mentioned, uh, Big Case, he's he's dedicated to his. Returned to footy after his injuries, and he's, he's you know doing the work, and he's lost a fair bit of weight. And he knows he needs to keep continuing to do that. Um, yeah, big Hick really soldiered um, soldiered away for us last year, so we've got some options through there. And, and Indy Cotter, he's a rare talent. I think he could, um, depending on how much we get him, he, he could take another really big leap. We feel. Been chatting to you for 11 minutes, Armo. We haven't mentioned Cam Ellis Yolman. Uh, best and fairest winner. He took the competition by absolute storm last year. I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about Cam coming to the Raiders in the competition was getting to know him on, on a person run. He's a fantastic bloke, first and foremost, but I think we saw in a, in a few early parts of the season and on a few individual occasions that he single-handedly kept you in games of football this year. And with a bit more support around him, you might even get a better football than what you had last year. Oh, I think we will. Um, and just being here for the full pre-season, yeah. too. He came late in the pre-season last year. Um, but, yeah, he's, his football definitely, I feel, will go to another level. He's fitter than what he was last year. Um, he's, he's, he looks a little bit leaner. So... It's something that we sat down, me and him, at the end of the year, and as good as he was, we, we feel if he can cover the ground a bit better, he, he'll go to another level. Um, so, yeah, no, he's been excellent. And our, and our training needed to ramp up. It's year three now, and we had a meeting towards the end of the year, which he, he was heavily involved with, with the playing group. And, uh, you know, we said as a coaching staff, you're going to see a lot more confronting coaching staff, um, a lot more confronting training methods. And we've really ramped it up, and he's been a huge part of that. Our training's pretty willing now for a young group. Mm. And, and he's really pushing them to the limit in terms of physicality. And, you know, there's times where I feel like, do I blow the whistle and, and call this now because it's getting a bit bit testing and the boys are, you know, a splinter group off wrestling and, and fighting, basically. <laughs> um, and he's, he's led that. But that's been a conscious decision by us to, um, 
for him to be able to push it, and he's done an excellent job of that. So you, you mentioned, was that something that Cam identified? We've got to ask a little bit more of our of our young group, maybe Armo, and the, and the demands of, of Ovens and Murray football. You know, it's, it's such a wonderful competition. It's a strong competition. Was that something that Cam really led? Oh, it was led by the coaching staff. It was something that I really identified that going into year three, um, you know, you, we really need to make some inroads into our behaviours as a training, um, you know, what, what that looks like. Um, but once I sat down with Cam, he was in full agreement with it and he had he had a lot of things that, we, that we've um, added in terms of... Nothing rocket science, it's just more around let's really, really test this group, mm. not just physically but mentally. Um, so, and... and when I say he's led a lot of it, well, he's the, he's the playing assistant coach. He's the playing coach. Um, so he, he's, he's my co-coach, effectively, and, you know, he's the one out there with them. So he's the one able to actually test them. What's the rest of your coaching box look like, Armo? Obviously, we know that guys like Shane Munro played a big role in years gone by. He's gone out to finish his career off at Midder and that you've had a... Uh, you and Cam Ellis Yeoman were obviously driving it last year. But what's the rest of the coaches' box look like for 2024? Yeah, so I've, I've obviously got Joel Price, who's been with me since I got here. Um, you know, and he's he's taken a step up into the football operations stuff side of it too, and head of recruiting. Um, but he's still basically my right hand man in terms of off off field. Um, and then Bo Packers, who's who's, a, who's been at the footy club for a while, coaches our reserves. He's in, in amongst the coaching group, so. Um, it's a coaching group that I, I trust. We challenge each other and um, they've all... To, to me, it doesn't matter who you've got in these positions. If they're prepared to put the work in and they're passionate about coaching, you, you'll see, you'll get results what you want um, instead of just putting people in positions just because of the name or whatnot. And these guys are super passionate about football and, and teaching young players, which is, you know, what, what I need them to be. Before we let you go, um, had a pre-season camp over the weekend. We're speaking on uh, Wednesday, the 21st of, of February. But you had a pre-season camp over the weekend at, at Coral Rutherglen, um, believe it or not, Mark. And you know, only, only down the road, obviously fantastic that Coral Rutherglen were um, you know, willing to, to let, let you have those facilities over the weekend. How, how did it all go and was it a good uh, good weekend? Yeah, it was a great weekend, actually. I We've been building, um, obviously, over the last couple of years, and we, our numbers are up. Nearly 40 people went on it, um, including coaching staff and that. And I think the boys covered about oh, just over 42 k's for the weekend. And sure, we, we went a bit old. Yeah, we went a bit old school. My brother owns a gym over there, and um, he's done many camps for me over the years. And we kind of wound back the clock a little bit and did the old, you know, carrying logs through the bush. <laughs> the first, yeah, all the, the first hard session stuff. was a 40. Yeah, yeah. The first session was a 14 k hike through the bush carrying a lot of equipment and glad I'm not playing for the all Raiders day, this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was good actually and it was it just in line and in step with what we're trying to do in terms of what I said before about pushing them mentally more so than not just physical sorry but um, seeing where they can actually take themselves because a lot of these young blokes they're super super fit but they just you know, they don't know that extra level they've got within their mind. So that's one thing we've really focused on. Um, obviously, we've touched on a lot of the, the ins of the football club. How have the outs been this year? And, and where do you feel that a realistic expectation for your group is in 2024? Yeah, we've, the outs have been um, pretty limited, which is good. Hayden Clark's obviously a big out. Um, he's He was travelling from Melbourne, so he'll stay down in Melbourne um, this year. Um We've lost a couple of others 
who, you know, depth players and whatnot. Jakey Twycross has moved to Darwin and he, he'll, he'll stay up there for the off-season. But he didn't play a lot last year. Um, there's a couple others who have ventured their way um, for very um, varying reasons that's gone moved away. Um, but the expectations, are, I know it's a cliche, but just improvement. Um, being games for longer. Mm. Um, you know, we feel that our depth, as I said from the start, will be a lot better. Um, we still know that we lack a little bit at the top end to compete with the big boys, obviously. But we feel that the young group and the way they've grown, um, we should be in games for longer, and that's what we're, we're trying to achieve. It's going to be a, a, a great way to kick off the season. It's a massive first round, um, obviously, with... Good Friday, Easter Saturday, Easter Sunday. And, you know, that double header on Good Friday is going to be fantastic. The Raiders are going to be a part of it. 2 p.m. against Lavington. Uh, a really, really good contest, an even contest to kickstart the season. Armo, you've been incredibly kind with your time. Let's hope that from a Wodonga Raiders perspective, as you said, it's more improvement in 2024. And um, we uh, we look forward to seeing the progression of a really, really young group. Thank you so much for joining us on our O&M Live podcast. And we'll catch you again soon. Not, not a problem. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Great to have Mark Armand catching up with us here on our preseason podcast. I tell you what, I'm not sure what he's doing over the next couple of years or whatever, but he'd be great to sit alongside you and I and, and, and a few others maybe on uh, on O&M Live. Gus, you reckon we convince him? Convince him to come across? Oh, hopefully he's still got a bit of coaching mm. left in him. I know, oh, I know but he speaks so well. He's a good operator. I think credit to nearly every coach in the competition. They all speak brilliantly very well. well. We're very blessed in that in that space. Um, what, what did you make of that? I noticed a real sense of optimism. optimism. Yep. Yeah, like I just thought Armo had a lot of excitement about his young list and we know that his tone across last off-season was... And I don't think Armo would mind me saying this because he was very public with his comments. I think he was quite bitter across mm. the last off-season, particularly with the departure of Isaac Muller. Of course. And the gaping hole that, that left in the club. They, they, they saw Izzy as a long-term prospect. Um, not to mention what he left in terms of an on-the-field capacity. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's, it's a really different script from Armo. It seems to be a really positive script touching on all the young kids and what their what their limits are, who's come back in really good form, who his new favourites are. I, I get a really good feeling out of that conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm really bullish that they might be able to you know, break down some walls this year. Absolutely. And something I think we've underestimated and we probably haven't spoken about enough is, and, and we spoke about it then with Armo, Cam Ellis-Yolman has you know, had a full pre-season with this club now and he's, you know, living on the border. He's assistant coach. He's fully invested. I mean, this time last year, he was still flying in and they were moving him down and all sorts of things. So the fact he's had a full 12 months now um, and is fully invested into this program and by the sounds of things, has taken a look at a few, whether it's um, off-field, you know, things or the training standards and requirements that it takes to perform at the ovens of Murray level, and he's had a real impact, and I think that's that's something that's going to have a you know a real positive impact at the Raiders this year. Oh, it has to. We, we saw the impact he had, and how much of a hole that he left when he got injured last year. How, how many games did he miss? I'm gonna, I reckon he only played twelve. I reckon he probably played in twelve. Played me, yeah, maybe around that ten to a dozen. But I remember he got. He was on one leg against North Aubrey in a game that... He was on one leg on Anzac Day yeah, too. Yeah, yep. So it, it, it really hurt them. And it, you're right, it did leave a big, big gaping hole. So that's where Sam Darley, 
you know, the, his effect will come in and, and, and help out help out Cam Ellis Yolman. But if he can stay fit for a full eighteen games, um, yeah, wow, we've got a we've got a really really good player that we'll get a full crack at. If he plays 18, 17 games, he's a Morris Medal chance. Mm. So I just think the way he goes about his footy, he's big, he's noticeable. One thing I love about Cam Ellis Yeoman Panda is despite the fact he's playing in a fairly lean side, he always managed to hit the scoreboard as a big bodied inside midfielder. We rested forward a lot as well. Correct. But around stoppages inside forward 50, you've got to pay a lot of respect to him because he can get the footy at the coal face, break away, and, and, and kick a few goals. So, um, Interesting though, just touching back on Sam Darley, that they might look to use him across half back. Mm. I would have thought that would have been a role probably a bit better suited to Tom Brasher, sort of play that Sam Murray he, style of role. He did play that role a fair bit last year. Tommy yeah. Brasher took a fair few kickouts. Um, who knows? I mean, I think they're going to have to chuck him in the midfield, and then they might be able to put him across half back. Don't forget, Ned Conway had a ripping year last year as well, um, and, and has re-signed again. So um, who knows what the mix looks like? But I think it'll be on a a game-by-game proposition. A couple of quick 2023 stats they need to improve on, Gussie, and I mean the Raiders would be the first to admit this as well and these are the sort of things you see with a really really young side. Um, They'll minus 35 in disposal, so they need to get their hands on the footy more. Um, They'll minus 35 in disposal efficiency. Um, They'll minus 17.8 in inside 50, so they just didn't get the ball inside forward 50 enough. That's four a quarter. Exactly right. right. That hurts. It does. You, you, you're behind the eight ball straight away. Um, and scoring shots, we know this happens when you struggle. 15 and a half scoring shots for, but they're giving up 30. So if they can bridge some of those gaps, um, they're, the, they're the little improvements that Mark Armand will be looking for in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if they can see a step forward in the right direction. Regardless on how much they close the gap, they're going to be seeing that as a tick. I think the, the model for Armo and the Raiders this year is, is constant improvement and hoping and and praying that on a few occasions they get it right and get it right really well. So before we look too far into the crystal ball, Panda, if, from a, a neutral perspective, what's a realistic expectation for the Raiders this year? I, I think it's fair to say that well, both of us, we, we don't have them playing finals this year. I think that's a fair Certainly, comment yeah. to make. But they're going to be bullish on their chances to, to win you know, up to seven or eight games, potentially. I think seven or eight's out of their, out of their mark a little bit. Um, you know, I've probably got them hovering around that sort of four, five, six mark in that bracket. Um, but as we heard from Armo, it's, it, it's hard because you don't want to put some sort of expectation or ceiling on it or we need to get these you know amount of wins for it to be a pass mark he just wants consistent improvement and bridging the gap between their best and their worst consistently but also staying as you said staying in games for longer not drifting out of games being a bit more competitive against your wang magpies and your yarrawongas and your wang rovers and you know some of the bigger clubs so uh what's a realistic Pass mark. I mean, if they can if they can nab four or five wins, I think they would be wrapped with that. I really do. I mean, this is a club that won one game in twenty twenty two and only won two last year. So if they can double that, get to four or five, who knows? Maybe even upset somebody else. I think they'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think I've got them around the three to four win mark for the season. And like I said on the initial 
sort of wrap-up podcast we do to kick off proceedings in 2024. I think those bottom four clubs this year, Panda, will pinch wins off one another. I think they're a lot closer than what we've had, what we've seen in years gone by, but I also think it might even extend the gap a little bit on those teams above them. I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love to see the Raiders go out there and do a North Albury from last year and push for finals and win six, seven, eight games of football, but I just think 2024 isn't their year. I think they've got their eyes set on a bigger prospect moving forward, and that is long-term sustained success, building a young list, which they're doing very well, getting the right people around them to help foster and develop these young kids, and they'll be they'll be aiming for finals footy in, in 2025, I feel. Yep, or, or 2026. Tend to agree. Best and fairest. Let's go through a couple of little predictions. Uh, you'll go with your man. I'm a cam man. I'm you big, are a cam man. Uh, but I, we all are. But if it's, if you're being brutally honest, Panda, who yeah, uh, who's beating him? I'm, if I've, he plays 18 games, who's beating him? I've put down Tommy Brasher purely for something different. Yeah, fair enough. And like, I think that I think Tommy definitely has the capacity to come in and, and have a serious, serious impact. I mean, we saw how classy he was, and his numbers stack up last year on gets a lot know, of the pill when he played. So look. Uh, I think that uh, I think that Tommy Tommy Brasher can can come in and certainly do it if he stays fit. But it's going to be hard to knock off Cam Ellis Yellman, isn't it? Yeah, he is. I think I think if Cam can get his body right, apparently Armo Armo's saying he's a bit leaner. He's going to cover the ground a bit better. That might actually help his body get through a few. He's of those a monster, games. isn't he? He's a big unit. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a lo- big boy. Then you see him put on the you know the tight. Yeah. It looks like he's got a size small in the footy jumper down at the Raiders. He uh, he's a strapping strapping. Uh, He's a beast. He is. Yeah, he's a big one. I think he'll win the best and fairest. Monster. All right, who kicks their goals? I mean, we saw Nick Brasher play forward in probably the second half of the year last year. Um, Jace Burke's another one as, as, as well, Gussie. So where they get their scores from and goals will still be something that I think they're working on. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think Nick Brasher, I mean, he came in from Chilton, had a really good second half of the year, kicked multiple goals on a couple of occasions. So they'll look to get a bit more out of him again in 2024. A player, if they can see a bit more regularly, is Brandon Cantilla. We know that he hasn't been able to apply his best footy to the Ovens and Murray level. We've seen him do some really special things uh, up in the Northern Territory. He gets around up there in the NT band. He does. He likes to strike stuff on the... Uh, so exciting, isn't At the he? top end yep. of town. We know that he was unavailable uh, for a fair portion of last year for whatever reason. Uh, if they can get him playing mm. more footy, he's committed to the club. We, we know he's committed to the Raiders Saw for that 2024. Saw yep. um, If they can get him playing and particularly playing amongst some bigger boys in the forward line where he's going to play that traditional crumbing small forward role where that's where he does his best work. Get the footy, two or three steps, have a ping on the sticks. That's the way Brandon Cantilla likes to play. I think he's someone to keep an eye on. And don't rule out the one-two punch of Sam Darley and and Cam Mm. Young. I think both of those boys will be good for 25 goals for the season. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, What about a surprise packet? Um, Somebody who's going to jump out... Addison, and it's hard. You and I haven't called the Raiders too much in the last few years, but having a listen to, to Mark Armin and having a look at some of their thirds players, um, I'm all about Connor Howes and, and, and Mark Armin's new favourite. Um, but also improvement as well with, with young Nettie Twycross. I think, as I said, Jace Burke's still incredibly young. Zach Whitshead, um, Harvey Cribs, uh, but I'm on, uh, I'm on the Howes train. Yeah, I think Archie Scammell's a really exciting young player. Uh, featured heavily in the thirds, best and fairest 
voting panda. Yep. He's going to have some commitments elsewhere. We know that. But I think he's one that can really become that that Mitch Way style of player for season 2024. I think he's one to, to really keep a, a close eye on as someone that can bloom and develop into a, a pretty special player. But I think there's a, a, a younger brother at the Raiders that might have been living in his big brother's shadow for a few years. And Charlie. That's Charlie St. John, uh, brother of Shredder. Uh, Bradson John, the club captain. Uh, we, we do love the Shred. He's an absolute legend. But I just think we saw enough out of Charlie last year, Panda, to suggest to us that maybe... Uh, Charlie can, has the potential to, to reach the same levels that Brad has. We know he's a multiple best and fairest winner at the club, multiple-time Ovens and Murray representative. And I think as Charlie gets bigger, he gets stronger, he gets another preseason under his belt, I think Charlie St. John's capable of, of taking the Ovens and Murray to a whole new level this year. couple of thirds listed players as well. Indy Kotza is one that they hope they're going to get back, you know, you know, semi-regularly, whether it's well, four or, or five he, games. I hope he plays Bushy's footy, to be honest. I think he's a really special talent. He is indeed. Uh, so he's listed, obviously made the final uh, squad for the Bush Rangers. And there's one other in here as well that I'm having a look at. Bo O'Neill is one that's also made the Murray Bush Rangers. So a little bit of talent there. Um, they hope they can get back, you know, with little sprinkles. But um, at the same time, you're wanting them playing Murray Bush Rangers. All right. Um, we won't do a pass mark because we've already sort of jumped forward to that. But, oh, you know, it's sort of... I think we should. Well, like I said, I think it's that four to five wins, um, oh, I think that's how many they'll get. Yep. I think they'll get four to five wins. As, um, if you're the co- if you're a Mark Armand, are you happy with five wins? Yes, based Considering on coming from one. Cons- well, they, yeah, they won the two games last year, so I'd be if they can win five. It's a great improvement. I mean, it's, you know, it's a tad over, a tad under a third of their games. I think it's a, I think it's a good improvement. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Yep, all right, absolutely. There you go, done and dusted. But Onga Raiders in the can. Don't forget uh, to hit subscribe. Coming up next, Myrtleford Alpine Saints. We're going to take a look at a very exciting club in 2024. Live. Don't forget Easter weekend. Three big games. Uh, we cannot wait for it. Hey!